0: This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. Thanks to Bright Cellars for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Bright Cellars is the wine subscription service that helps you find wines you love by taking their 30-second quiz. Bright Cellars will pair you with six unique and personalized wines that are delivered right to your doorstep. For my listeners only, we are giving you 50% off your first six bottle orders from Bright Cellars by going to brightcellars.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So today I wanted to share a special call that I did last week with some of my favorite girlfriends. Amy Purdy, Gina DeVee, Allison Prince, Britt Morin, Ali Kazaza, and Jill Stanton. And we sat together in conversation as we often do, Um, but this time we recorded our conversation. I wanted you guys to hear from them. How have they each been able to overcome their negative self-talk? How have they each been able to find success and to really wake up every day living a life that makes them feel excited and purposeful? And so in this conversation, they're each going to go around and you're going to hear how they've been able to shift their mindset and quiet the voices that tell them you're not good enough, or you shouldn't do this, or you're not worthy. And we're going to walk through an exercise at the end. So I highly recommend that you try it out. And if you're able to sit down with a pen and paper um, when you get home and you're in a safe space, we did this on Zoom and we actually had some of you guys join us live. It was really fun. It was so life-giving. So hopefully we'll do more of these soon. I think you guys will get a lot out of this. But basically, these girls and I are in a peer-led, just sort of girl gang. We get together like a mastermind, and we talk once a week on Zoom. And this time, we recorded it, and we got to record it in front of some of you. So I hope that you guys will enjoy this. Take a listen. This is so fun. This was literally just pure inspiration. This was literally me and the girls hanging out. And we were like, you know what would be cool? is if more awesome women came into this circle because what happens when good humans come together, we rise and we lift each other up and good stuff goes on down. All right. So let's start with Gina.
1: What's up everyone.
0: So Gina, you have done so much of your own personal development work. You have broken through whatever the stories are, the drama and just given yourself the keys to the life you deserve. And you've then gone and helped hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people to claim that epic life for themselves. When they said, I want more abundance, peace, love, freedom, all that stuff. I want to hear what's on your heart as far as what's in the way and how do you believe that they can get more of those beautiful things in their life?
1: Were you with me during my morning routine this morning? Because this no. is literally exactly, and we did not plan this out, darlings, Um, literally what I was reading and meditating on. Freedom, financial abundance, those are my personal favorite topics. So for the rest of you, one of the other stuff we will help you with that too because it's all the same stuff. But especially the the financial abundance and the financial freedom. Because of where I'm at today, what I saw was two things. One, how doable it is. Because abundance is just truth. What we have been taught is the untruth. There is only, and whatever you want to call it, there is only a stream of well-being. There is only love. There is only abundance. There is only source. And the opposite of that is not lack. The opposite of that is our own blockage to receiving. And this is why I'm so lit up about us women really getting into our feminine power, because when we get great at receiving, the fact is spiritual law is everything you desire is available to you. And it requires three things and three steps. It requires one that you ask and you get really clear on what that is. The statistics are that only one in a hundred people even know what they want. So you got to ask, so you're, you're, you're doing great. You're being here, you're asking for freedom. You're asking for financial abundance, financial freedom. Okay, the thing that we women have been taught and the number one reason why we do not have financial abundance is we, in our minds, jump too quickly from the feminine to the masculine. And what I mean by that is the feminine is the desire. The feminine is the infinite. The feminine is the abundance. The feminine is a spiritual connection. And we say, okay, I want financial freedom. What does that look like to me? You come up with a certain dollar, euro, pound amount, and you jump too quickly into the masculine, which is the how. And that immediately puts you in the position of I'm going to use God, use source, universe, whatever. immediately puts you in the position of playing God in which then whenever we all do this, we should be terrified. We should be terrified if we have just placed ourselves in the position of source, because we are not source. And what we are looking to manifest does not come from us. It comes from source. But when we go into, okay, how can I make that amount of money? We, God gives us free will and God will not go where it is not invited. So even though we've asked, but if we go and jump into step two, which is let the universe provide Then we can ask, the universe can provide, and step three is all about getting yourself out of the way so that you are in a state of allowing to receive. And this is a spiritual practice. This is, for modern-day women, uh, requires a spiritual and emotional level of maturity because when you really drop into what that would mean to allow Allow your own worthiness, allow that level of success, allow what that level of money would provide for you to really be able to receive it is so counterintuitive and contradictory to every message you have been given pretty much your entire life. So, to sum this up, our divine assignment, our opportunity is to create different thoughts, which create different beliefs, which create different realities.
0: So good. Isn't it? It's just what's so, and you can feel it when she says it. It's so true. People go right into this how place and it's like, that's not your business. And that's going to get you all tripped up. And you know what? Like you said, you, the goodness can only come in from where you allow it. You know what happens when you go back to the how? You're not in the place of expansion anymore. You're back in that old self of the person going, I don't really believe this is going to happen because from my little perspective down here, I can't really figure out the when and the how and the where. So now are you really in a place of receiving? No, you're back into doubt because you're back into analyzing, which is not going to get you anywhere. We got to just step into the creative flow. And I've seen it in my life over and over again. Let's go to the next amazing human on this call. Amy Purdy, are you here? Let's up? So- Your whole life is a testimony to possibility. And what do you say to people who so easily are gonna find all the reasons why they can't do something or there's no room for them? What are you gonna say to those people? Oh
2: my gosh. I mean, there's so much that I wanna say. And I mean, I just feel like, There are no rules. Like, unless God came down here and said, This is what's happening, then we can create our own possibilities. And sometimes, when we're in the space of the unknown, which is so scary, which we're all at right now, it's like this is fertile ground to create those possibilities because we get to create our new reality. So for me, after losing my legs 20 years ago, I lost my legs. I had a kidney transplant. I had no idea uh, what my life was going to be like. I was a massage therapist and a snowboarder. All of a sudden I lost my legs. And so I had to just kind of create this new vision for myself. And so much of it just came down to having the belief that I can do new things that i am worthy that i am capable and i feel like that's something that so much of us don't have like even just doesn't even matter how successful you are we all self-doubt and if we just come back to like our core belief that we are here for a reason we all have a light to shine We are worthy. We are capable. We are all born into this world with equal potential to live our best and most abundant lives. We just have to remember that. So it doesn't matter what circumstances we're facing. We just have to get back to our truth of what we know. And for me, that's what's guided me throughout my life because I knew that I could figure out a way to snowboard again. I didn't know how. So I love that you guys are talking about the how but I always knew the why. So in every single thing that I've done, I didn't know how I'm going to snowboard again with two prosthetic legs, but I knew why I wanted to do it because it lit my heart up because it made me feel on fire. That was my fire. I was going to figure out a way. And so by knowing my why, the how figured itself out. And I feel like it's just so important that you guys are talking about this because also clarity is so important. So when I lost my legs, I was laying in bed I had no legs. I was hooked to a dialysis machine. I was 19 years old. I was really sick. I was 83 pounds. And I, in my darkest days, is when I got my clearest. That's when I thought of what do I not want for my life and what do I want for my life? And what I didn't want is people to feel sorry for me. What I didn't want is people to think of me as, oh, this girl with a disability. I didn't want to be this girl with a disability. So this allowed me to get really clear on what I did want. And what I did want is I wanted to walk gracefully. I wanted to help other people through my journey and I wanted to snowboard again. So that right there just wrote out my path <laughs> to my future, which is I'm helping other people. I'm not going to be a victim and I'm going to snowboard again. I had no idea that would lead to being a three-time you know, Paralympic medalist. I had no idea it would lead to Dance with Stars, all this other stuff. So you don't know the how, but you know the why and the how will figure itself out. When you are clear on what's in your heart and what's your truth and what you feel, you know, our heads get in the way. We get in our way before we ever get started. I mean, you really do have to commit before you're confident. You have to decide that, well, if nobody else has figured this out, maybe I can be the one to do that. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's not like I have confidence in trying to snowboard with two prosthetic legs or confidence with starting a podcast or anything else that it may be. It's like you have to commit to it, do it, and then the confidence comes. The confidence comes as you learn and as you make mistakes and as you work through it. And so I think we stop ourselves before we even get started because we just go into this self-doubt of, well, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. And maybe there's a reason people don't snowboard with prosthetics. Or you can go to a place of, wait a second, maybe it just takes somebody like me to figure this out. And then you get creative and then you find a way.
0: All right, but let's go Let's go deeper because there's people who, even with that, even what you just laid out, which is literally like Sistine Chapel-worthy gorgeousness, okay, there are people who are gonna say, but she's a unicorn and that's why she can do it. Let's go to the dark night of the soul. Let's go back to the episode you told me when you're on the mountain and your instructor's like, you're gonna kill yourself on this mountain and you said your legs were snapping off and you had to literally like crawl over in the freezing snow. Yeah. Tell me about the moment when you were like, I think I might give up right now. And then you didn't. So when I lost
2: my legs, all I cared about was snowboarding again. Didn't care about walking again. I mean, I cared, but not as much as snowboarding. So I go up to the mountain, didn't have any special feet. I remember walking in my boots, not being able to walk in the snow, completely falling as I was walking up to the chairlift and then sitting on the chairlift. And like, that is the first time it hit me. What if I can't do this? That was the first time it hit me. What if I can't do this? What if this doesn't work? So I get off the chairlift. I strap my board on. I stand up. I start going down the mountain. I hit this bump. I fell. My goggles went one way. My gloves went the other way. My legs still attached to my snowboard went flying down the mountain. And so my sister and my friend had to walk down, pick my snowboard up with my legs, walk them back up to me. And I remember being so discouraged and just thinking, this is obviously why you don't see people with two prosthetic legs snowboarding because it's not possible. I just proved it is not possible. But then I thought, what if I can figure out a way to keep these detachable body parts attached to my body? What if I can figure out a way to get these ankles to move in the way I need them to maybe I can do this. And that's when I learned that the borders and the obstacles in our lives can only do two things. One stop us dead in our tracks or two force us to get creative. So that's what I did. I mean, that was the beginning of my Olympic career, that right there. And that could have been the end of it for sure. Had I have just walked away. So for me, it forced me to get creative. It forced me to find a way I had to make my own snowboard feet. I was calling Manufacturers across the world trying to figure out what different ankles and feet and toes they had. I was working on these feet at home, putting feet backwards and upside down, and any way I could to get my ankles to move the way I needed them to. And eventually, I created these feet that I could snowboard in. And I was like, aha! I can do this. (laughs) I just had to, first of all, have the passion to do it, but then just figure it out. Like that's, that's why when you get really clear and you know why you're doing something, that's when you get creative, you know? And if you go into a challenge with curiosity, like, well, maybe I can do, well, how can I do this? Well, wait a second. Maybe there's a manufacturer out there that creates this. Maybe I just need to put things together different than anybody's really done before, but maybe that's possible then maybe I can do this. You know, those are those critical moments where you could just give up and walk away. But those moments, you know, you've got those two options. You can say, this is not possible. This is not meant for me. I'm not worthy. I'm not made to do this. Or you take a step back. You remember your own self-worth that we all have the potential to live the most abundant, incredible lives. We all have that. We just have to get in touch with it. Like Gina
0: said, we just have to allow it. Okay, so Amy, here's the thing. I want you to tell me. How many people now have gotten up on a snowboard because you did it?
2: Yeah. So because of that, my husband and I started a nonprofit called Adaptive Action Sports. So we train, at first we were doing recreational. Anybody who has a disability who wants to learn to snowboard on prosthetic legs or whatever it may be, we will help you. We literally sit there and create the equipment and we figure out a way so that you can snowboard or skateboard or wakeboard or do the things that you love to do. But then now we also train the top Paralympians or the top athletes to make the U.S. snowboard team. So we pushed to get snowboarding into the Paralympic Games because that didn't exist. Now we basically created the sport or helped to create the sport that's now a professional sport and completely taken off and doing its own thing. And people from around the world are snowboarding and, you know, and living their best life. It's possible.
0: Yeah. And it's so amazing because we will reach, as human beings, we'll reach for the highest branch that we can see. And you know what you did, Amy, you put that branch way up in that tree. And you said, here you go, everybody. And look how many people now do that because of you. I mean, what an incredible, and I, and this is what I, I want to pivot into this, because listen to me, you guys, and listen close. It's so easy to ridicule ourselves that even as you're this inspired right now, and she's pouring life into you, there's going to be a part of you that's going to say, but look what she's done. I haven't done anything like this and here's the other reason why she's so different than me because she's so epic in this but I want you to understand I really mean this. You might not have gotten up on a snowboard with two prosthetic legs. But you might have lost someone you loved and the next day had the ability to breathe it out. And that's amazing. You might have been 15 and you know you I don't know, got rejected And then you had the courage to get back up to bat and fall in love again when you were 22. That's something. We're all not gonna be Amy Purdy, right? Like everyone has a divine assignment. Don't you dare go now use that as a reason to again, undermine yourself because that is not what I'm here for. And I won't stand by it, okay? But what I will do, now we're gonna bring on somebody else because I want you to see that everyone's given a different assignment, okay? So Allison, are you here? Say Hi. Hello. So here's an example of a human being who's, she's not an Olympic gold medalist. Nope. she never won Dancing with the Stars. Okay, nope. but what I love about it is let's talk about a real person living in this country, being a mom, not making so much money, just kind of struggling a little bit, and thinking, um, what if I could do something different? And so what did you do, Allison? You you sold something in your house. You made 300 bucks, and you're like, what if I could just keep going? And then you made a million and another million and another million from your perspective, what's stopping us from having financial abundance when you're living proof that literally in your home selling garbage, you can make a mountain out of a nothing, right? So what is that whole thing about? How do we wrap our head around that? So I think it comes down to believing,
3: truly believing that we can. So let me give you an example. Uh, so 5 a.m. rolls around. I've made the decision to get in shape, right? I'm going to get in shape the next morning, 5 a.m. rolls around and my brain says, Oh, Allison, but you're so comfortable in bed. Why would you get out of bed right now? It's comfortable. If you walk across the street, if you get in your car, you might get in a car wreck and die. Right. And that's what our brain is meant to do. It's meant to keep us safe. And so as we say, okay, I'm going to go make a million dollars your brain is going to try and talk you out of it because right here, right now, you're comfortable and you have to learn how to turn that your brain talking you out of off. Like you have to turn it off and it takes practice. And for me personally, when I've made a decision, okay, I'm going to go make a million dollars or I'm going to go and make $40 million or whatever I decide to make, right? All those thoughts start coming in. I literally imagine me stepping on those thoughts And literally kicking them out of my brain. Because if my head is so full of those self-doubting thoughts, I don't have any room to actually move forward on the thing that I want to move on. And so roll it back to when I was a school teacher, you you make like peanuts, right? Like peanuts is like a special treat in our house when I was teaching. (laughs) And (laughs) I qualified for government assistance. And I remember looking at my life. And I had one baby at the time. My husband was going to school full time. I qualified for government assistance and I had to get another job just so I could pay for food. And I'm like, this is not the life I'm going to choose. No way. I'm going to figure out how to make a million dollars. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do back to what Gina was saying, right? Like why? So I could put food on my family's table. And not only did I want to put food on my table, but I wanted to have enough money to be able to put food on other people's table as well. Your sick neighbor, right? And so I didn't know what I was doing. So I just fiddled around with things, came upon e commerce. I didn't even know what the word e commerce meant at the time. I actually didn't even know what it was for like four years because it was such an ugly word. But everything I read said that you had to have big money, big inventory. And I was like, I don't have any of that. By this time I had four kids. And so we were absolutely counting pennies at that time. At, at this time, my husband was working, we had enough to eat, but we just didn't have money to take care of other people. And so I looked around <laughs> my home. It was like a makeshift office. It wasn't even it was like the corner of a room. And I had some crafting supplies there that were headed to the trash. And I looked at it and I said, I wonder if I could sell this stuff. So I put it up online. And made two to $300. And I just proved to myself that I could make money, that I didn't have to have a boss give me money, that I could literally create money. And that was the biggest aha moment for me. It's not like, okay, Allison, you're going to start and you're going to make a million dollars today. And then I made $200 and I'm drastically disappointed and thought I was a failure. No, my goal was to learn how to make that first dollar online. That was it. And then I made two to 300. I felt like I had won the lottery. And then the second day I went, I sold something else. It was little gable boxes that held cookies in it or something. Tried to sell that, didn't sell any, nothing. Then the third day I tried, didn't sell anything. And I almost walked away. I almost gave up. I almost said, "Mm, no, this isn't working for me. But God came, gave me a nice kick up the backside And said, I just showed you it's possible. How dare you stop? You cannot stop. So the fourth day, I ended up getting up super early, putting another product on that I'd rummaged through my house to find, and we sold out. And it was at that moment that I had to decide, okay, am I going to do this? Even though it's a roller coaster, even though there's going to be days, minutes, seconds, (laughs) I'm like, I want to quit. I can't do this. I can't do this. Am I going to get in that roller coaster ride? And I had to make a decision then. And so with God pushing me, saying, you got to do this, I decided to get in. And then I also decided to make him my business partner. And every single day we showed up, whether I was sick, whether I had a cold, whether I had some type of kid's bodily fluid on my sleeve, I don't even know. And I showed up for seven years from trash to seven years later, we sold over 40 million dollars in product. And by that time I'd sold the business. But guess what? I still didn't know if I was good enough. Isn't that crazy that Satan still had power and still has power over me? So I had to go and I had to create three more multi-million dollar businesses. The whole thing about Amy talking about how you have to like move forward to get that confidence? Oh <laughs> I needed to have a lot. And God was like, come on, Allison, you got to get this because you're going to be teaching thousands of women how to start an online store. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I started e-commerce so I could hide behind my computer. Let me sell cupcake liners. I don't want to sell Allison. I don't want to put my makeup on today. (laughs) Let me just hide." But all those accomplishments, like so, so grateful that I listened to the tiny voice, the tiny voice that said, Allison, you can't give up you do not have an option. You've got to keep going. I think of all, like all the accomplishments that I've had, my most, like the best one I've ever had was I actually showed my daughters how they can create money. When I went to school, I didn't have an option, right? College was the only thing, get your degree, go get a job. And so I actually taught my daughters how to start an online business. And they sold over six figures before they uh, were in high school. Now they're going out into the world because building an online business, everybody that's on here, we had to, yes, money's the thing, but the confidence that grows when we step into that thing is powerful. And I've watched my daughters go from really awkward in front of people to now I've got one daughter standing on a stage of 6,500 people and she doesn't even sweat. And I'm like, oh, girl, teaching your ways, teaching your ways. And so it just gave, like, I believe that's so powerful because my girls now know they have
0: options in life. Oh my God in heaven. Two things. One, I love this line. Like I decided to make God my business partner. That's beautiful. And then this whole thing about when you said on day four, this lesson of Allison, I've given you an example of how this works. So how dare you tell me this doesn't work, right? It's like, let's look for the evidence of what has been the miraculous in our life. And I love in Gina's book, which you should all get, how she says like, that's all source knows is magical, magnificence, miraculous. Like we're the ones like, I don't get it. How would it work out? You look at any sunset, any part of this world and it's abundant and glorious. You know what I mean? Look for the evidence. I love when you said that. I'm going to show you the evidence. It already worked. All right, Britt, are you here? Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. I want to pivot into this because it's a, it's a similar story, but with a slightly different method. And, and the method for you was, how can I become a go-to person creating content and create a huge, huge, glorious, amazing community of people around what was nothing? Like you turned nothing and you made something from nothing, right? So tell us, What on earth possessed you to have that vision? And then how the heck you can teach people that they should know that that's possible in their own version of that?
4: Yeah. So hi guys, I'm Britt, founder of Brit & Co. And, you know, I think it's so funny because we as women are constantly searching for who are we? What am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And the reality is we were born with that and we were that when we were little girls and I would bet you if you go back and think about your like seven to 12 year old self and the things you love to do and the things people said you were good at and the, the even the people you looked up to like I was literally 12 And I set my alarm at 7 a.m. in the mornings to watch the Today Show because I loved Katie Couric. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, no 12-year-old girl, especially in summer, should set their alarm at 7 a.m. And, like, I have followed all these people. I love technology. And I, I took computer science classes in the, like, 90s, which is crazy. But I also loved decorating and crafting and inventing and, like, All of these things were there. I was a cookie seller of the year as part of the Girl Scouts. Like it was there. It was so obvious looking back, you know, now 20, 30 years later, that like I love tech. I love creativity. Guess what & Co is, you guys? The combination of tech meets creativity. Like I loved learning how to do things. I loved inventing things. Like guess what? I'm an entrepreneur that invents things and teaches women how to do things. It's not that hard. Like, who were you then? Who are you now? And I think the big question is, what is the obstacle you've overcome during that timeline? For me, and I know I know many of you, some of you even in this girl group, have suffered with a family member who's had a big mental health problem. And like that shadowed my childhood. My mom was sleeping in a dark room for most of my childhood. And constantly, whenever we did talk, you know, I constantly heard, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I could never do that. I don't think I can even learn how. And that pissed me off so much as a little girl that now, today, as a 34-year-old woman, my life's mission is to help every one of you realize you can do that. You are good enough. You are pretty enough. Like, you are in charge of your career and your life and everything you want it to be like all of these women have said. And so and co started with all of that at heart. And I think the other thing to know is like specifically on creativity, just to hit on that for a second, like we've pulled women now almost every year for 10 years and consistently 70 to 80% say that they're not creative people. And I think that's just like, I think you're all lying to yourselves That like you have to be an artist to be creative. Like that's just, that's not true. Like any of you, when you were seven years old, would pick up a paintbrush, I guarantee you, and just go to town and just start telling stories and like want to play with your girlfriends and like dress up together and be like the most creative little girls you like you could. And so what is stopping you now as an adult from doing that and letting down your guard. And I think it's an analogy for how you're approaching the world about anything that's hard. Like, it's the same thing we've all been talking about. And it's just like this veil over you that's afraid to come out and play. Like, why can't we just play? Like, why can't it just be fun? We don't have to show it off. Like, let's just play. And so so one, one fun thing I did a couple of years ago, I realized I was caught in this trap too. Like, which is ironic, right? This is like what I preach. I was doing the same thing kind of every day. I was running the company, like growing, blah, blah, blah. And I realized like I hadn't evolved. I made a bucket list when I was 18. That I'll read for you right now. So here's what I was going to do in life. Travel, work at a world-class company, start a company, invent something that will change the world, write a screenplay, milk a cow, marry an incredible man, meet Oprah, swim with sharks, memorize a book of the Bible, meet the man from the movie commercials, start more businesses, fly a plane, be the coolest mom on the block, sell my young clothes, travel more, innovate and create more, do other cool stuff I haven't thought of yet, then fade out. That's what I wrote when I was 18. I have accomplished almost all of those things, you guys. Yes, including meeting Oprah, and that was epic, and we can talk about it later. But, like, how cool. I'm rewriting a new one right now, because, like, that's done. And two years ago, in 2018, I was like, okay, what are the other things I want to learn and do? And I wrote a list of 52. And I was like, let's just, like, instead of one year's resolution, I'm going to do one of these things every week for this year. And like, I'm going to put it all out there on Instagram and everyone's going to see it. So I'll be accountable for actually doing it. And like, I'm going to learn something new every week. And because the reality is like, what if there's something out there that you haven't tried yet because you're scared, but you're actually really good at, like, I always wondered, like, am I actually supposed to be like a pro golfer? Like I've never really golfed. Like maybe I am. And so, (laughs) so I did this thing called give it a week. It's all on Instagram. It's in my highlights. If you want to go see it, I'm just at Brit, but like, I tried 52 things and like tens of thousands of women started doing this with me. And like the amazingness that happens when you just go do like, I'm going to learn guitar for the next week. And once a day for seven days, I'm going to practice guitar. I've never played guitar before. I actually could play a song at the end of a week. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing how good you can get at something if you just repeat it for seven days. And what it taught me was that like, we can all get good at this thing, whatever we want to be like you want to be a professional snowboarder maybe you could be like <laughs> who knows why don't you try it once a day for seven days and see and so I just wonder if all of you out there like is there one thing you could pick that you've not tried it could be creative thing it could be like a, something you want to learn about it could be I went blonde for a week just to try that on not obviously didn't keep it but like what's a thing that scares you that you could try every day for seven days and and to be honest like that had been like, that's like the culmination of just like the energy I want to give to the world. to so like as adult women get out of your way, stop repeating the same thing every day. Did you know that your mind, when you do the same thing, you drive the same route, you do the same exact schedule every day, like life goes by so much faster because you're not creating new neuron connections in your brain when you literally drive a different way to work or do different routines, different schedules every day, like you're creating all these new connections and the days seem longer and you feel like you're getting more done. And so like, why not try to mix it up a little bit and stop being in your habitual pattern that you've probably been in for so many years now.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. It's so good. And I love, love, like give it a week. It's just so brilliant. And what I love about you is this full on permission with a capital P, like try it, give it a week. Like it's cool. Like whenever I have a conversation with you, like within seven minutes, you come up with 49 new ideas. And the reason your brain even allows you to open the lid on those ideas is because you're saying to yourself like, let's just try it. Let's just see what happens and what's happened. Oh, like millions of people follow you online. It's one of the most popular sites ever because like, here's a girl who was like, let's just try it. We have so much more good stuff coming, but first let's just thank our sponsor. Have you ever gone to the store for a bottle of wine and you realize I have no idea what I'm looking for? trust me, I've totally been there. Bright Sellers is the personalized wine subscription company that matches you to the wines based on your taste, lets you skip the store, and brings amazing wines matched to your taste right to your door. You take a 30-second quiz, and the algorithm matches you to wines that you like. And we have a great offer for you from Bright Sellers. Go to brightcellars.com slash dreamjob and get 50% off your first six-bottle box. I had fun taking their quiz. It was really fast and super easy, and then they showed me the wines that they matched to my results, and they just shipped it right to my house. I've been especially enjoying the Isolaire, Pinot Noir that they sent me. It's really smooth and has some nice fruity tones. But what I thought was really interesting is that they also give you these wine education cards with your order. So you can read about each wine's flavor profile, what temperature they should be, and how to pair it with certain kinds of food. It kind of makes you feel like you could become the Somali of, of your family. Visit sellers.com dreamjob and you will receive 50% off your first six bottle box. Use our discount link to get your first six bottle Bright sellers box for 50% off at B-R-I-G-H-T-C-E-L-L L A R S dot slash dream job and get 50% off your first six bottle box. I want to transition into talking to Allie because what I think Allie, you're such an ambassador for is the allowing yourself to be who you freaking are. And the thing that scares people the most is going live on Instagram, like speaking being themselves, like it's terrifying, right? We know that's the number one fear in this country. Like they'd rather give the, you know, they'd rather be in the box than give the eulogy kind of thing. Will you just kind of share with us, like what on earth gives you the courage when you were back in the day, didn't even have enough money to buy tampons and you just decided, you know what, F it. Like I'm doing this. And as I see it, what really built your business is you, connecting with other humans and them going, she's real. She's like me. I relate to her. And how did they know that? Cause you allowed yourself the biggest thing of all, which is to be visible. It really is. I think the secret to building any business. Let's talk about that.
5: Yeah, for sure. And I think this also goes in line with kind of what our theme has been so far. One thing that like, I've really learned that I is like one of my mantras is I just need to know the what and the why and the how is not my responsibility. And so at the beginning, when I was like, okay, it's unacceptable. Like I'm no longer available to not be able to buy feminine products for my freaking period. This is like, no, I knew like what I wanted and why I wanted it much like Allison explained, but I didn't know how. And the thing is, is like the how will kind of just divinely download if you keep that channel clear and you decide like i'm here and i'm willing to learn and i'm really willing to try anything and so periscope was like so cool at the time it was everything and everyone's like courses about periscope and all this stuff and so i was like okay i'm just gonna go on periscope and just show up and like sometimes there was like a kid in the background And just whatever needs to be done, just that divine download of like, I'm just going to go live. And like what you said, Kathy is true. And I remember I didn't read that exact thing that people would like rather do anything than speak publicly. But I had read a study that was talking about live streaming and how it was the next big thing. And it's a shame because nobody's willing to do it. So it was like, okay, well, I am. I'm like, I I guess I am. Like I, I will try. And I didn't even feel like, worthy of being seen though like what do I even have to say but I just decided like well I've been blogging for a few years like just for free and for fun like I'll just repurpose those posts and like kind of just talk about my experience and my story with simplifying and so I can focus on my kids and I showed up every single day I committed to 30 days and ended up going every single day for like 99 days or something crazy and then like I took a break one day because I was like I don't know, my period or something. And I just needed to, then I kept going and I went live like every day for so long. And then that turned into Facebook live and Instagram live, which is my favorite and tends to be a little bit more positive. But the point is, is like, if people are afraid to show up, that's a hole. Why wouldn't you step in and fill it? Like, what are you afraid of? You can get off. You know how many times I faked about internet connection and just got off. <laughs> it was like embarrassing and then deleted it and was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> really sorry. I like, just show up, just show up. And like, it'll probably be fine. And if you, if it's not like, even at this level, like there's only like when I'm actually live, like a couple hundred people there, like, it's not a big deal. Like just get off. Everything is figure outable, Right. Marie Folero always says that. So for me, I don't need to understand the how I don't need to have a clear path. I don't need to be even feeling worthy of what I'm about to do. I'll figure it all out as I go and just dive in. And then as the limiting beliefs come up, I just take a baseball bat and like try to knock them out of the park as I'm walking forward and like actually doing the thing. And when you are so brazen and you do the thing that's making you crap your pants, cause you're so scared. Like people, you're vulnerable and you're raw and people connect with that so I think the idea that we have to have it all perfectly planned out is actually what holds us back from connecting then you go live and you do the hard thing but you had it so perfectly planned out like you missed an opportunity for divine inspiration
0: what I love about all these women that are in this circle with us is that we all do different things, right? We all like made our fortune, whatever you want to say from, from different things. And with you, you have these like courses and it's hard to really get it, you guys. But I want you to tell them what happened, Allie, because she made a course. I believe I'm. I'm. I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn. Thirty-seven bucks from a thirty-seven dollar course. Is that how much it was? Yeah, yeah. from a thirty-seven dollar course, she turned that into seven figures. That's insane, right? Like, who the heck can get the when and the how on that one, right? It's like. But can you just speak that out? Like what happened? Because it shows people a possibility again. And that might be each one of us on this call has different things we do. And and maybe that's something that other people want to do, but they don't really grasp the possibility of it.
5: Yeah. And I think that's why you have to like, like you guys were saying, just jump in and get messy and just play and just start and just decide that it's going to happen. Like, just decide. And then the way and the how will figure itself out as you go. But, like, there were several big, you know, failures that I experienced before that course. Um, and even, like, that course and the price is just a perfect mirror to show how unworthy I felt of anything. So, like, that's not my price now. But it was then, though. And it, I made more than my husband made at his job. Like, I, in an hour, you figure out. But at first, I had to write the ebook. And I thought like, everyone's going to buy this. This is going to be so amazing. And it flopped. So then I self-published the book and it still flopped. I couldn't even like take my family out to ice cream with the book money. Like it just sucked. Now that book is sold on Amazon for like $650 because I stopped producing it and it's signed by me and somebody has it. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And if I hadn't done this thing and then this thing and this thing and just like messy, freaking out, grasping everything like God guide me, then I would never have landed on courses. And I needed to land on courses because of the lifestyle I want to live. Like my business needs to fit into my lifestyle, not the other way around. And I want to be with my kids. Like I want to take them snowboarding and playing in the, at the beach. And I want to travel and I want to be able to move at the drop of a hat. I don't care about sitting at the desk and figuring out problems. I don't care. So I wouldn't have found courses if I hadn't done all that stuff. And courses are passive. I can take what is my story and my genius and put it into videos and for forever be making money and it's changing lives. Like This business is brilliant for me in my life. And then from there, you just keep working on that money mindset and keeping on like going to the next level. It's not more work. It's more people being reached. It's coming from a place of servitude. And like Allison said, I want to help other people. I want to adopt. I want to feed more families. I want to do all these things. And it's not like, so how can I work harder to be worthy of that? It's how can I use what I've already done and live in this sit back, let it be easy, let it flow the how is not my responsibility lifestyle and let the money from what has already been done come like flow bigger. So good.
0: So good. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it just, it it starts to really sink in. It's an energetic transaction, whether you're selling stuff or you're selling a course or you're whatever, it's the energetic vibration. People just want in on that. And that's what you're seeing. Everybody has gone through that dark night of the soul, right? A passage where it's like, okay, it's not my job on the how, and I'm going to get courageous and do this thing. The cost of admission to success is the courage to go ahead and do the thing it's amazing all right jill come say hi omg so the thing with you again we've all done different incarnations of living our own truth which is so so neat And for you, what I just love is you're such a gangster when it comes to like just (laughs) gathering humans together. And the first I knew about you is like, you had this massive membership and then you pivoted that into something else. And now you do pop-up groups, but it's like, whatever you do, it's like, it is the party. It's the place where everybody wants to be. But there was a time where you weren't doing that. So Mm -hmm. what the heck made you do that? And why do you think that people listening- should think that that's possible to create that kind of a party online. So
6: it was always just in me. I just always wanted to have control. I always wanted to call the shots in my own life. I hate being told what to do. I'll share my story, but I also just wanted to kind of touch base with everyone who's watching because it's so easy to hop on a call like this and feel so amped up and so inspired and be like, Oh my God, Amy can do it. And Kathy can do it, Allie can do it, and Allison can do it, and Britt can do it. And I, oh, can I do it? And we start getting in our head, right? How many of you have ever thought you attend a Zoom call like this and you're like, I'm on fire. And then the minute the call ends and you're like, I'm a smoldering mess, (laughs) Or how many times has anyone ever compared themselves to another entrepreneur online, right? Like I should be further ahead by now, or she makes it look so easier. She's prettier than me. She's younger than me. She's smarter than me. She has more help. She has a bigger audience. It's you know, she gets everything or what happens if I launch and no one buys it or what happens if someone calls me out or what happens if someone trolls me online? And it's so easy to get in your head and tell yourself negative stories about yourself. I had a moment with the mastermind sisters last week where I was telling myself a story. I'm not smart enough. Who am I to do this? So for background, I am one half of screw the nine to five. I started this brand with my husband seven years ago. And for all seven years, (laughs) I've been saying that he's the smart one. He's the coach. He's the teacher. And only recently, um, I have, I pulled the trigger on an idea that I've had for nearly two years called Millionaire Girls Club. And with that, I had all the feels, right? Who am I to do this? Josh has been the teacher for so long. Why would I strike out and do my own thing? And it's so funny because we compare ourselves endlessly to other people. And what I want you guys to hear and what I want to remember for myself as I go into this new venture is it's not about not comparing yourself, right? Because that that's always going to happen, right? It's about learning how to not take those comparisons seriously anymore. It's about learning how to not make them mean something. It's about learning how to not internalize them. It's about learning how to not make that the capital T truth of what's holding you back, right? So it's not about not comparing yourself. It's just about loosening the vice grip that that has on you being able to move forward. And I share this because I need this story right now as I go through and make moves that I never thought I would make in my business. And I just want to echo that when you focus on what you don't have or the absence, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not as pretty, or I'm not thin enough, or I'm not an expert, I don't have an audience or whatever that's going to be for you. I want you to realize in that moment that you're in a negative thought spiral. And it's not about like immediately switching that to like thinking positively. It's really hard to do that when you're in the moment of a negative spiral, right? It's not about thinking positively. It's about acknowledging the negative you say about yourself to yourself and consciously choosing to not say it out loud. It's about minimizing negativity. And if you can start to do this, and this is where awareness comes in and clarity and all these things that we have been talking about on this session, that awareness around the thoughts you think about yourself and the beliefs you hold about yourself and the truth you assign to all of this. It's about becoming consciously aware of that. And then in the moment when you're about to say, I'm not smart enough, or I shouldn't be doing this because, or any of the stories that you tell yourself about yourself, it's about catching that in the moment, catching it and canceling it. If you're a weirdo like me, you will say cancel out loud. And if you can do that, if you can start building this micro habit where you start catching these thoughts in the moment and canceling them and consciously choosing to not say them out loud, You will start to reverse all of these negative stories you have about yourself that are keeping you from playing a bigger game, that are keeping you from dreaming bigger. Google has this thing in their business where they set goals and they say that 50% of them should have a 50% chance of failing. And if they aren't, if they are hitting their goals, they aren't dreaming big enough. So what would that look like for you to step into that place of allowing yourself to get it wrong, taking this messy action? Right? Because it's so easy to feel fired up on a Zoom call like this. But what would it look like for you to take that messy action and be okay with getting it wrong? Be okay with people just seeing you go after it, right? Because that is how you're gonna figure it out. Like if you aren't willing to get it wrong, how the F are you ever gonna learn how to get it right? And so I think it really starts with these like micro habits, these micro promises that we start keeping to ourselves, right? We talk about confidence. Well, confidence doesn't just happen. That comes from courage. And that, the courage, comes from making and keeping promises to yourself. And so if I could leave this Zoom chat with one thing, it would be, one, getting clear on the stories you're telling yourself about yourself. Two, having the awareness so that when those come up again, and they will, catch it in the moment. And if you're a weirdo like me, you'll say cancel because we're committed. (laughs) And then three, be okay with taking messy action and falling on your face and, and having people watch you fail, right? Because that's really the thing. Because you know that you're taking an action that most people wouldn't. And so what would it look like for you to lean into that and become the type of person, become the type of chick who gets everything she wants? Well, that starts with you having courage.
0: So good. And I actually think we should do something with it right now. So take out a pen and paper. Mm. And what I want you guys to do is that was so good, Jill, and I want them to get a taste of it right now. So I want you guys to each put on the paper an emotion that you feel too often that you're sick of. And I know you might want to put three down, but you could just <laughs> pick one for now. It could be fear fear sadness, overwhelm, um, unworthiness, just pick one and write it, write down that feeling, that feeling that you just are so over feeling. Like when it comes, it just derails you and and you write it down, right? Okay. Maybe you write fear, maybe you write unworthiness. And now I want you to write down two or three things that you think when you feel that way, what are two or the three of the thoughts that accompany that feeling when you're afraid, do you think, See, this shows I can't do this. I'm, who am I? Like, what do you write? Like when you're feeling unworthy, what comes up? When you're feeling overwhelmed, what comes up? No one's there for me. I'm on my own. Like what comes up? Write it down. Like, let's really look at this because what we start to become conscious of, we can start to create that neuroplasticity in our minds and we can start to prune away the stuff that's not serving us. And we can start to fire and wire new thoughts and new feelings until we start to become different. And then therefore we have a different experience of life because we think different and we feel different. And this is so important what she's saying. So write it down. And now you got it. You got an emotion. And do you have a few thoughts? Okay, cool. I love it. Now draw a line underneath that. And then underneath that line, I want you to write two or three thoughts that might be different. That might be so much more fueling and empowering than those other thoughts. So if you wrote, I'm all alone in the world, maybe you write, I'm not alone in the world, you know, like I've got this person, this is evidence, or I have God in my my corner or the universe or whatever you want to write down. If you're starting to say like, I'm not enough, maybe you write down I'm more than enough. You know what I mean? If you write down, I'm too young, you write down, maybe the opposite is like my age, my youth gives me, okay, I don't have the life experience, but I've got enthusiasm. So that's an amazing gift. You know, if you wrote down, I'm too old, maybe you write down because I'm on that side of this coin, I have more experience. I have more wisdom, right? So What are new thoughts that you can write down that you can replace that other stuff with? And then you guys, the thing is what we're after. It's not the money anyway. It's not the, the stuff. It's not the, any of it, even the relationship that we want, even the kids, all that stuff. Do you know why we want it? We want the emotional payoff of that. We want to be with that guy because we want to feel loved and we want to feel connection. Why do we want the money? Because we want to feel freedom. We want to feel abundant, right? Why do we want this award? We want to feel worthy. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Why on earth would you wait for something in your life to happen in order for you to have the emotional payoff of that? Why wouldn't you give that to yourself every damn morning? Why wouldn't you write down the emotional payoff you want and then give it to yourself? What would it feel like to sit on a cushion every morning and say, what does worthiness feel like? I'm gonna feel worthiness. What does love feel like? I'm gonna feel love because I am love. What is abundance and freedom feel like? I'm gonna feel into that and I'm gonna feel that feeling. And then you know what starts to happen? You start to have that emotional payoff and you don't get up until you have that feeling in the morning. And then you just go watch what happens to your day when you broadcast that into the world. You just watch how much abundance comes in. You watch how much love comes in, right? Because you are love. So this is the work. This is the job. Good stuff. Okay, now we're bringing it back to you. What questions do you have? Okay, this is a great question. How do you discern if the business is validated? Like if it's something you should keep going with, not just like picking an idea, but like, is there a way for me to know, like I'm not wasting my time, I'm on the right path? Does anyone want to answer that? I think
6: it's just like looking around see, is anyone else selling something that's aligned with this? Or are there people who are building businesses, brands, audiences around this kind of thing? I think a lot of people get stuck in the overthinking. It has to be unique. It has to be different. It has to never been done before. But your idea isn't the millions, just so we're all aware of that. Your execution is what matters and your style, and your flavor, and your personality, and your uniqueness. It's not the idea, and it's not the thing. It's your execution of that idea, and you leaning all the way the F into it to give your style, your flavor, your voice, your perspective, and your take on it. So please don't get um, wrapped up in the, like, I need this to be different. I need it to not be um, in a saturated market. A saturated market's actually a really great sign that there's a lot of people who want what it is you want to offer. And I think a lot of people get in their heads around that and the overthinking and analysis paralysis is what stops and kills more dreams more than you just trying to get the right idea. Um, I
5: also think that like, I had a really, really famous business guru tell me that my idea was not good on a live stream. Um, and he's a dude, so we can't really blame him because he doesn't get what I do at all. But um, I think too, like, it's not, if you feel it, Like, what are you, like, go back to your feelings. Like as women, like, I think this is our strength, that intuition. Like, what do you feel? If you feel really lit up about it, I often find that it's not the business idea that needs to change. It's the way you're marketing it and communicating about how you serve, who you're serving. That needs to kind of be fine-tuned as you go.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say oftentimes the most impressive things begin really in an unimpressive way. And it is important to understand that the difference between a hobby and a business is that if it's a business, someone's paying you. If it's a hobby, it doesn't matter if somebody else wants it, but if it's a business, you guys are on the right track, someone does need to want it. And so what we need to do is we need to be in a feedback loop with a few humans, start unimpressive, start just talking to like three people, go on your own personal Facebook, does anybody want vegan cupcakes? Start there, like then DM three people, like, would you wanna come over and try it? And then listen, right? Business is radical empathy. So here's a question for all the ladies here in my mastermind group. The question that people asking is, but how the heck do I get over my imposter syndrome? How do I even begin to do this? Because I I feel like such a fraud.
1: I would like to invite the entire woman entrepreneur community to never use the word imposter syndrome or fraud again. It's such an eye roll to me because when you look up the definition of a fraud, it's like, Someone pretending they went to Harvard Medical School to be a surgeon and then said, I can operate on you and cut you open even like that is what a fraud is there isn't any woman and I've met a lot of them that have ever come close To that. And yet it's dangled around like this badge of shame that just stops women before. So like in the divine living community, we don't even use the word because every word has a vibration. There's nothing fraudulent about you. You get to be curious and you get to explore things and you get to like try things that you've never done before. And that is not fraudulent. And so I want to just invite everyone to wake up. You're not a fraud and you know it. You're, you're not an imposter and your soul knows that but what we women don't give ourselves enough permission to is to trust those little whispers and to, and to trust that instinct. So I'm going to share a little bit on this that dovetails from the last question. So like, how do you know if you have a thing? It's, you don't have to know. And everyone's like said, take imperfect action, this, that, and the other. So most of the time in my career, I've been pretty clear like, okay, here's a business course. I know it fills a need. People will buy it. And I had another idea a couple of years ago to basically start this thing with like Gina to be Netflix. I didn't really have it clear, but I wanted to do more lifestyle stuff and not just the business things that I was used to doing. And I would talk about, i talk about it to my team. I'd talk about it to my friends. I'd talk about it to like some clients. And finally, thank God. One of my team members said, Gina, like, cause I kept saying, should I do it? Should I do it? And she finally just said, I think at this point, you're not going to know until you try. And like, it was like, just like she gave me the permission. And that's why I want to like, like, I don't want to give you the permission. I want you to give yourself the permission. And so, and then it was like, I started asking the better questions rather than what if it doesn't work? What if it will work and how can it work? And what would people be interested in? Anyways, from the time I pulled the trigger of just making the decision to go for it, now it's like, I'm so, it hasn't even launched yet. And I'm so lit up about it. I can't even stand it. Like, I'm so excited. And I don't even, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but here's what I do know. I am going to do whatever it takes to make this a flying success because I believe in my heart and soul about it so much, you know, like, and, and that's what you get to do. You get to listen to those taps on your shoulders. And especially if they've been there more than a week or two, chances are it's the universe being so loving with you to like incur, it took me two years. Wow. So hopefully it doesn't take that long with you.
0: Yeah. And I want to just end by saying, trust the process in my life. What I have found is that we want to make huge sweeping changes. We want to change course 180 degrees, but nothing ever works that way. Um, but I want you to understand something that if you are a nautical type of person and you get on a boat and you are going out and you change course, not 180 degrees or 40 degrees or 25, but two degrees, and you keep going, you will wind up in a different continent. That's what two degrees change does for your life. You'll wind up in a different continent. So I want to trust the process. So here you came today, okay? And look what look what came. You showed up. Maybe there was something here for you today. I hope there was. I think the reason that we're all sitting here is because uh, we have absolute certainty that the same magic that you see in us is inside of you. Absolute certainty. Love you guys. Ah, so much good stuff, right? Here are the takeaways. Number one, abundance is just truth. There is only a stream of well-being, love, and abundance. There is only God, source, the universe. Number two, there are no rules. We can create our own possibilities. We get to create our own new reality. Number three, when you know your why, the how figures itself out. Number four, borders and obstacles can only do two things. One, stop us dead in our tracks or two, Force us to get creative. Go into a challenge with curiosity. Number five, imagine yourself stepping out on those negative thoughts and kicking them out of your head. Create the space to move forward. Number six, play and have fun. Don't repeat the same thing every day. Mix it up a little bit and try something new. Give it a week. Number seven, be brazen. Do the thing that scares you. People connect with your vulnerability and rawness. Number eight, comparison is inevitable, but it's about not taking those comparisons seriously anymore and not letting them be the capital T truth of what's holding you back. It's about catching and canceling those thoughts in the moment. And number nine, be okay with getting it wrong and letting people see you. When you're willing to get it wrong, you can learn how to get it right. All right. I want to share some of the amazing wins from our awesome students. So Kay said, I delivered my very first paid virtual workshop via Zoom for about 26 employees. I received great feedback and I had so much fun. Kay, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you for showing up for those 26 people and then getting the validation that this is something that they really need. I'm really excited to see where this is going to take you. You guys, you can go give Kay some love. Her Instagram is at Kay Kirkman. Okay. Here's the next win. Marina said, I'm going to be featured in a local organic spas blog thanks to Kathy's teaching of generosity. I asked a question, DM someone I normally wouldn't have, and offered something to a small organic business I follow. I asked her if she uses lavender in her products. She said yes, so I invited her to come pick the last of the season lavender at my flower farm. It was a snowball effect leading to this blessing. Marina, that's so cool. I love that you had the courage to reach out and make yourself available and look at what doors are opening for you. I have no doubt that this will continue to grow and lead you to what you are truly made to do. Everyone go take a look at Marina's beautiful flowers. Her Instagram is at Goody Girl Flower Farm. I just want to say thank you guys for being here. I know that your time is the most valuable thing that you have and you're spending it with me, which means the world. We have so many good episodes coming up, so please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because it doesn't cost a single penny. And one last thing, did this episode inspire you today? Can you think of one person who would benefit from hearing what these women had to say? If so, do me a favor, share it, send them an email, send them a text, share the episode, or post about it on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller so I can repost what you share. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song and I'll talk to you on Monday.